We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, the best sitcom. Bracket, this is episode one of a four-part series where we go region by region, talk through the matchups, we can pick our brackets, but if you want to vote in the all-time best sitcom bracket, there are a few things you should know. If you hit the description, you can get the Twitter links to each of the matchups. You vote in them, boom, whoever gets the most votes, shockingly enough, will move on in the bracket. You can see the bracket up there as well. Number two, Sia Najad from CBS Sports, along with Adam Azer, who's joining us on the show right now. But Sia is the main one here. He is the one who made this bracket. He made the seedings. I just made a graphic out of it, and we're going to talk about it because I love talking about TV shows. But when you need to get mad over a show that has been underseeded, <laughs> not included, whatever it is, Sia, where can they find you so they don't come at me? Uh, they can find me at whatever your Twitter description is. But no, you can find me at Sia Najat <laughs> if you really want to complain on Twitter. But here's the thing. I'm going to refer throughout this whole series, I'm going to refer to the committee because I want to deflect as best as I possibly can. But yeah, I kind of tried to include, uh, you know, uh, some shows from the 80s, a lot of shows from the 90s, 2000s, and tried to get a, a nice mix of uh, network shows, mostly some cable shows. But 
again, um, if you have any hate mail or any hate tweets uh, at the committee, maybe maybe we'll go with that. Let's do that. Azer, do you want to start or do I? Because I want to mean tweet him right now. Where, where would you like to start <laughs> with this? I think he really did a great job. There's no way you're doing this bracket without some controversy, right? You know, you've got to try to set aside your personal feelings. Like, I, I think, what was the show, Sia, that I said you had too low? Like, way too low. Oh, uh, Two and a Half Men. The two and a yeah. Half Men, for a lot of people, Two and a Half Men would be a one seed. You know, honestly, it's probably, for a lot of people, their favorite show. What'd you have as a 14 seed? That's something like that I would I would have to yell at you at or, or yell at Pat and tell him to yell at you uh, for that. That's totally fair. And my in my excuse there, Adam, if I can respond, Pat, is that, you know, maybe perhaps I'm trying to create some controversy. But then again, you know, two and a half. There's so many good shows here that so, unfortunately, two and a half men, which is a quality show, I suppose we'll get there when we get to the Midwest bracket. But, you know, it, it got bumped down by some really good shows. So that that's that's my take there. We'll get into it further when we get there. You have The Simpsons as a three seed. Ugh, ridiculous. That is it's perfectly appropriate. For what? What, what, what? Were you like one of those people whose parents wouldn't let them watch The Simpsons growing up? Was that your thing? Not only did I watch The Simpsons, I watched The Simpsons when they were rolled out on the Tracy Ullman show with the the, the sketch comedy in, in the late 80s uh, going into 1989 when, when the show actually came out. The, the reality is I have my gripes about The Simpsons. We're going to get to that on this very show. I think The Simpsons is good. I think it's very creative, obviously. Uh, but with all that said, there's the shows that are ahead of The Simpsons. We can consider The Simpsons the top of the three seats, if you will. So it's not like I don't have them inside, you know, the top 15. I just like the writing and, and, and how other shows make me feel versus The Simpsons. Yeah, the Simpsons, yeah, this, the, the Simpsons is, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try because it's in our it's in our brackets and it's in our region. Um, and it's my favorite show, but I'm going to try to, to be sort of objective about it and use some different criteria other than what's my favorite show. Uh, but, you know, it's just such a cultural phenomenon. And, you know, I, I, I see why it might not be a one seed. I'll give you some reasons for that. But I feel bad for the one and the two seed in this region for getting stuck with the Simpsons as the three. It would be like putting Alabama as a three seed in the NCAA tournament. You would just feel bad for the one and the two. Like, man. They got screwed. So that's how I feel for Modern Family and for Fresh Prince to have to go up at some point, uh, whether that's in the Elite and the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight against The Simpsons. That's tough. That's a tough draw. I, I, but, but I don't, I don't want to spoil this bracket, but this is coming down to South Park versus The Simpsons in this bracket. They should be the one and two seeds. <laughs> well, I will say the Modern Family was the, the fourth of the one seeds. So they are appropriately placed in, in a, a clearly a strong region. Let's talk, let's talk about Modern Family as the one seed in this region. Now, if you want to talk about Friends or Seinfeld or Frasier as the other one seeds, well, you got to tune into the other shows to figure that one out and see the debate on this. So I get the popularity, and listen, it swept the Emmys. I like Modern Family a lot, but let's not pretend this isn't the stupid person's arrested development. Oh, interesting. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, it, you might be right about that. And I haven't watched the entire Arrested Development series, although I have watched a handful of shows from way back in the day. I think it's just more advanced. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Arrested Development broke the fourth wall in the same way that Modern Family did. I, I like how Modern Family does that. I, the thing about Modern Family is the characters are so funny. So when we see those interviews, those those takeaways, 
they're funny outside of the fact that that the moment of those like interviews is that that's funny in its own right but then the acting on top of that is really funny too so i think that's where modern family kind of raises the bar a little bit yeah i i don't even think it's it's not even close like modern family is the network cable not trying to be offensive version of what was i mean if you just run the first two seasons of arrested development it's going to be in like the top five shows of all time mazer well, I disagree with you. I think Modern Family deserves to be a higher seed than Arrested Development. And that's just goes to if you want to get into the criteria. Um, I th- think as the three of us are probably around the same age, I'm 38. And Arrested Development was a show that came out in a time where for me, you know, that's when I was super into TV shows. So I loved that show. And, you know, I, I think it's it's an amazing show. But one of the criteria I'm going to be using to decide which show is better, just one, is would both me and my parents like it? And I think that the broad appeal of Modern Family is is really special. It makes it a legit one seed um, or maybe a two seed if we have some gripes. But I think, uh, you know, I don't think Arrested Development appeals to as many people. And I think Modern Family is honestly just as funny. I love Arrested Development, but Modern Family is amazing. And I could sit down with with anyone, with my wife, with with my friends, with my parents, people of all different ages, and laugh. We could laugh hysterically for Modern Family, and I don't think Arrested Development has that same appeal. So I, I uh, I'm with you, Sia. I think that's a, a great one seed in Modern Family. Great one seed. So you wouldn't have The Simpsons as the one seed here. So again, I like The Simpsons better, and when we get to that matchup, it will be tough. We'll have to talk it out, for all of us. Um, but again, like The Simpsons is great for people our age. I don't I, I think there's something to be said about a show that everyone could like when I was growing up, I remember must see TV on Thursdays. I, I mean, I was like 10 and my entire family, we would watch Friends and Seinfeld and whatever crap Caroline in the city or whatever that they stuck in between the two shows. Um, but we couldn't do that with The Simpsons. So while I think The Simpsons is, is you know, probably the best show, I think that's something that we have to consider is like. Did it appeal to just the people who who liked it growing up or did it appeal to everyone? And can it still appeal to everyone? And I think Modern Family has that mass appeal that some of the other shows that I absolutely love that I like better than Modern Family just don't have. So that's something that we have to I think I don't know how I'm going to how I'm going to pick some of these matchups, but I'd like to talk that out with you because I think we should consider the, the mass appeal. I mean, if we consider the mass appeal, we're just watering down the shows that we're picking that in. I just I, I don't understand why we would say something like Modern Family is going to beat out even, even just when we throw this on the Internet and we get to the bracket in the same like region of eight. It's just the higher part of this bracket. Listen, I love news radio. News radio has absolutely no shot of winning here. But Modern Family is likely to lose to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and South Park. Easy. It, it should. It should not lose. To it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think is an extremely overrated show. And sorry, I see you for, for totally, cutting no, it no, off. No, no, no. I totally, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's like it's kind of a one-note show. It's it's, and and I'm gonna kind of penalize the shows that are a little bit too dirty. And and I don't what think would be oh, funny. Fu- oh, fu- oh, fuck no. right off with that. This, this is not the audience <laughs> for that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I don't think I don't think it's always sunny in Philadelphia would be funny if it were on ABC. Modern Family had some constraints. To deal with here you know it's it's always sunny in philadelphia to me is extremely overrated and so i it might lose to them but that's because the people that are voting in the polls are not going to be you know my parents and the 
mass appeal that Modern Family has. They're not going to be represent. The audience of Modern Family is not going to be accurately represented in those Twitter polls. So the and, you're using them. So, yeah. so so the audience of people that can't use the internet are the people that are not going to be involved in this poll. <laughs> it's just I'm just saying. Yeah, basically, that is only one criteria. I just want to. This is not going to only be about does it appeal to the masses. That's just one criteria. Uh, so I just want to clarify that. Fort, uh, and, for and I agree. Uh, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, fortunately, it has one of the easier draws. I'm looking at all the 116 draws. This is by far the easiest 116 draw. Not that the ones are going to lose in the other regions, but they have shows that people like against them, at least. Like, who gives a shit about Blossom? <laughs> yeah, totally fair. I, I think the committee, uh, you know, may have gotten that one wrong. Like, if, if we're going to go 80s shows, I, I know we brought up some shows like Charles in Charge before we went live. Like, Th those shows, I think, probably could have given um, we could have given some deference to. There's a lot of 80s shows that are really not on here. I thought Blossom was kind of iconic and, and perhaps kind of sticking in my mind a little bit because Blossom is so I mean, she's hosting Jeopardy. She was on The Big Bang Theory. We've seen so much of Blossom and that all kind of spawned from that show. So I think that's kind of why she made it on this list. Yeah, she sells essential oils, has her involvement in weirdo medicines that aren't real, then has to backtrack. Oh, yeah, great show, though. Joey Lawrence, what a heartthrob, <laughs> right? Is that your is that your angle? Whoa. Joey Lawrence was a heartthrob. No, no question about it. There were a lot of male 80s heartthrobs from the 80s show. There's there's one in a different bracket that that we'll end up talking about on a different episode. But yeah, there's there, there's a lot of that. Jo where is Joey these days? I don't know. I feel like he should be doing something. I mean, they they don't have the surreal life anymore. So he's out of options. That was a great show. It was great show. I, I think you can watch them all on Paramount Plus right now. Yeah. I think. Because I, I would go back and watch that. Do, do you guys have Paramount Plus by chance? Because I do. Because I watch the Challenge and all the uh, All Star yes. seasons are on it. So. Oh yeah. I, I but I'm in Canada, so we, we don't get like the full library. Because I want to go back and I want to watch the old Real Worlds, the old Road Rules, and I, I feel like Surreal Life would have to be on there. That or like I Love New York, which I haven't seen in probably like 20 years, which I would definitely watch again. I would do shows recapping I Love New York if I had access to it. The old VH1 and MTV just lineup of shows of that ilk were truly mesmerizing. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. And let me before we go way off topic, let me just say the challenge. And this this isn't what this this show is about. The challenge is the best reality show of all time. Period. End of story. Best of all time is my wow. favorite of all time. It's the, the main oh, man. The, the main show of the challenge is like legit bad, though. All the spinoffs are good. The main show sucks. What What's about Survivor? I, I, I'm, I'm not a reality guy, but Survivor is not the best reality show. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> OK, the challenge, the challenge it is. I, the only one I've watched is basically Vanderpump Rules because my wife likes it. And I got to tell you, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good reality TV show right there. Well, we I another bracket for that. I mean, Azer, are you watching Vanderpump Rules, you said? Or was that or was that you see? I can't see you. <laughs> yeah, I well, my wife watches it, but when yes, I I watch it via her. I don't I, I don't make it a point to watch it. I miss some of it, but yes, it's it's on and I watch it. And it this season actually pretty bad. But what? What's everything that's no this no, season no, no. this season I mean, this, this season this is stuff away. Oh, okay, the, 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 okay, you clearly have been away a big from the season. No 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 no. Hold on a second. You haven't been a big Vanderpump fan for long enough. This is like going back to season one, two, and three where there's like real drama going on, not this like produced. No, stuff. but but that's not on that's not on this season yet. I mean, what happened off the air or what's going to happen is interesting. The restaurant. I don't give a shit. I, I'm so glad we can curse. I don't care at all about 
they're opening their restaurant. Like it's super boring. Oh, I can't wait for the what watch what happens live after the episode. It's what's happening in, in real time is much more exciting than what's happening on this season of Vanderpump. I like that you're not gonna go out of your way to watch it, but now you're talking about watching watch what happens live after the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't watch, way, yeah, yeah, you're not busted. I know that storyline too. My wife does watch that and she literally just informed me about the storyline that you all are referring to. And so now she's watching it so intimately and intricately to see, you know, trying to judge reactions and, and things of that nature because now she knows what's going on. So I, I, I got to say that is pretty interesting. So we're going with Modern Family over Blossom. I think that's a pretty good runaway winner for the first part of the South bracket. Let's go to the very bottom of this bracket for a second. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, a 15 seed, taking on Fresh Prince, Number two, I feel like nostalgia is playing with you a little bit here with Fresh Prince. Like, Fresh Prince is great. It's a show that still gets remembered very fondly. I don't know. When you put it up against some of these, like, actually good shows, it's it's like cookie-cutter stuff. It, is, it might be cookie-cutter, but I feel like, you know, in, especially with our age range, our, you know, projected age range, I feel like it was like the one of the first shows that we owned that, that we didn't necessarily like watch with our family growing up. It was like Fresh Prince was like kind of my show. I identified with Will Smith. I thought Uncle Phil, maybe to this day, one of the best father figures in, in all of sort of sitcom uh, lore. So and then you get Carlton. There, there was it was it was kind of a dynamic show. And for the record, it was kind of slapstick and, and, and you know, your typical sitcom stuff. But Will Smith was really good for one. And we hadn't really seen a character like him, or at least not somebody as dynamic as him, you know, at, at that time. But also, I thought the show tackled some issues. I, I think there were some issues, you yeah. know, especially with the old Aunt Vivian, the real Aunt Vivian. I thought she was so good. And there were so many um, just different things that were addressed and kind of threaded within the comedy. And it, it was hilarious. And it's one of those shows, when we go back to Criteria where it just made me feel good. And I feel like people who watch that show have that sort of general feeling about it. Maybe if they if they click it on and it's on syndication, maybe they'll leave the channel on there. I mean, maybe not, but I think it's one of those shows where you can make that argument. This is going to be a I good, think it's, good it's test of bracket. Yeah. Azer, yeah. I think this is going to work out well because both of you kind of seem <laughs> to have that sentiment coming at this. You want to like a feel-good show that's also funny, that's well done, and, you know, gives you the good feelings at the end where I feel like me and most of my viewers are going to be like, give me the meanest show possible. That makes as many people feel as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, South Park yeah, is so, so much better at that than it's always sunny in Philadelphia though. So that that's the only, like I'm with you on South Park. I, I'm just not a, I'm just not an, it's always sunny in Philadelphia guy, but yeah, I, I hear you. And Fresh Prince I think is slightly overseeded. I think it's a three seed. I would have flipped the two and the three. I think I would have put the Simpsons as a two and Fresh Prince as a three. But as I've gotten older and watched more Fresh Prince, I've, I've appreciated it even more. It's funnier than I even realized. And I do agree with you about it was our show and we could watch it without our parents. It was so much better than like Full House and Family Matters. It was so much better than the TGIF shows. It was so much better than Saved by the Bell. Um, it's it lasts, it holds up. Fresh Prince is a great show that does tackle serious issues where you could see Will Smith growing up, his character growing up from like a kind of a punk kid from Philadelphia to like just like a great dude. I love it. It's a great call. I think it's a three seed. It's not going to beat The Simpsons if it gets that far, but it's a terrific show. It deserves to be a top 12 team overall or show overall. <laughs> And it's much better than hanging with Mr. Cooper. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, see, yes. you kind of hit on it. The Will Smith factor in just 
the success of the show and then what he would go on to do. If it's not Will Smith as the Fresh Prince, it's anyone else, does the show work? It works, but it works for four seasons, and then it's it's we're going to call it a day. So I guess that that answer really is saying it's not going to work. Will Smith, all the other actors were great on that show, but Will Smith was clearly the linchpin, and and I think we sort of we learned who Will Smith was, you know, during that show, and just the idea that he got launched onto also so many blockbuster summer movies, uh, Independence Day. I think it probably started with that, and then it got to Bad Boys and, and all the other blockbusters. I mean, I think I think that's really good evidence of how people really adored and loved that show and Will Smith because of it. The three seed at the top of this eight. So Fresh Prince, the two at the bottom, the three seeds at the top. Simpsons versus Fresh Off the Boat. I don't think this is going to be a fair matchup. It's not. <laughs> it's it, it's not a fair fight. I mean, I, I I appreciate the fact that Fresh Off the Boat <clears throat> is on this list. I appreciate the fact that the you made you hold on, on their... you made the list. <laughs> The committee made the list, and the committee is comprised of me. But I, you know, it's really just semantics here. But I'd, I'd prefer to address uh, address it as the committee. It is me. But uh, the committee did put fresh off the boat as a 14 seed. Listen, this is a show that I think most people kind of missed. Uh, it's not on the air anymore. It was on for six seasons. I, one of the main network channels. It's about a uh, uh, an Asian American family who grew up in D.C. and decided to move to Orlando to, to start a restaurant and assimilating into that Orlando kind of that cookie cutter, Florida life, you know, uh, you know, that that's really what the show is about. And it's really clever writing and it's pretty funny. And, and honestly, like if you were to just catch some episodes right now, you'd find yourself laughing. It, it's, it's a really good show and it, it actually tackles some of those, some of those culture issues, but from an Asian American standpoint. Um, and again, they make it funny, um, but they kind of, you know, they kind of address some of the stuff that, you know, maybe an Asian American family would have to deal with in, in a predominantly white culture. I think that the criteria uh, yeah, for making the bracket in the first place would be that they all have to be funny. And like, there's no yes. show that's on here that isn't, that isn't funny. It's just, you know, the varying degrees of how funny that <laughs> show consistently is going to be. That's true. This is, be. this is, this is elite comedy. Like this is good writing though. That, that I'll put it there. It's like, it's, 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 it's in, in a higher echelon than people think. Is we're going to talk about yeah, the Simpsons. I'm sorry. Let's talk about yeah, the Simpsons. I'm sorry I had to match up with the Simpsons. Um, that's tough. The Simpsons, look, you could argue, even if you like South Park better than The Simpsons, if they meet up at some point, you could argue South Park never happens without The Simpsons. Family Guy never happens without The Simpsons. Um, the Simpsons is is just amazing. I think the only thing that holds me back a little bit on The Simpsons and why it's an interesting matchup if it does come to South Park versus The Simpsons is, I don't know, after maybe 15 seasons, certainly after 20 seasons, The Simpsons is absolutely terrible now. Uh, South Park is still good. Right, the Simpsons probably after season eleven or twelve, I don't really want to watch it anymore. Yeah, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, they're fine. But I, even after season eight, you're talking about seasons three through eight for the Simpsons, where it's it's it's. And I would say three through seven, where it's absolutely elite, best show I've ever seen. Um, it's maybe a short, maybe a short prime. I don't know, probably not. But, but it's so bad and it's gone on for so long that I don't know if that hurts its candidacy at all. Um, but I, I, there's, that's just, I'm just nitpicking. Also, I think the first note in the opening credits is a little bit too loud. Uh, when I watch it, I'm like, man, I need to turn that down. So they could probably mix the volume a little bit better, but those are the only complaints I have about the <laughs> Simpsons. It's got so much heart. Uh, it's, it's so funny. It's so quotable. Um, and then it, then, you know, later, I guess we'll talk about what I think is going to, let's say it's modern family versus the Simpsons, you know, 
if you just took two people who had never seen or heard of those two shows, sat them down in a room and showed them the best episodes of those two shows, which ones would they like better? I don't, I think it might be Modern Family. Simpsons might be a little bit, a little bit niche in that regard. Um, but it's my favorite show. So I'm, I'm nitpicking here. It's, it's the, it's the goat. I, I, I really feel like this whole discussion is you think people are too stupid to like the Simpsons. No, I just think that the, the Simpsons, man, did you watch, um, did you watch the state growing up? The state on MTV? No. So the no. state, the state was all the people from Reno 911 when they were like 20, basically. Um, you know, and, and they had their sketch comedy show and I love that show. And then they went on to Reno 911 and they went on to wet hot American summer, uh, which is amazing. If, if you guys have seen that movie and I find that stuff so funny and it has nothing to do with me being smart and other people being stupid. It's just that some people don't find that stuff. funny. they don't find that brand of humor funny. Simpsons is like that only much, much more popular, but I do think there are some people that just would not be into the Simpsons. You know, it's just, they wouldn't be into that humor and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it's not a smart versus stupid thing. It's just it, it's like it's a little tiny bit niche, uh, whereas, you know, some of the one seeds are not like I think Seinfeld has a broader uh, humor base, if that makes sense, than The Simpsons. But again, you're trying to get I, I don't know what else to say about The Simpsons. It, I, it is amazing. But if there are any knocks, it's that like, again, would my parents like it? No, they would not. It does that matter to me. It does a little bit. I mean, I would say that my I mean, my parents were the ones who watched The Simpsons with me when I was growing up. So. They're cool. They're I mean, cooler than my parents. I don't know. <laughs> you win. If you're cool can, can I ask a question when it comes to some of the animated stuff that that is on in this bracket? And this is a legitimate question. And I'm not sure I know the. Well, I think I know the answer to this. But when you guys address The Simpsons as smart, is The Simpsons a smarter show or is Family Guy a smarter show? The Family Guy is like a stupid. Oh, show. The Simpsons. The Family Guy is actually, I think, became. One of the worst shows. Immediately, like what I said about the Simpsons in season twenty happened to South happened to Family Guy in like season six. Basically, uh, it became the same old recycled jokes. I'm not. Even, it's too offensive for me to say what the recycled jokes were, but they were not that I was offended by them, but they were these dumb, supposed to be edgy, offensive jokes. They were just lame. Um, you know, they relied on the same types of voices in every show. It just it it didn't work. I you never see the the episode where Brian and Stewie are locked in a bank vault. No. Yes, that is the worst episode I've ever seen of a TV show ever. I, I think it, it is disgusting and it is jumping the shark in such a major way. Uh, I don't think Family Guy used to be smart. I I hate Family. I'm sorry. I hate Family Guy. I used to love it. It, it is tarnished by some of the crap it put out in the last several. No, I mean, in, in most of the tenure of Family Guy. It's funny because Family Guy just goes for all the low hanging fruit when it comes to jokes. The, right. Seth, the Seth MacFarlane show now, or I mean, I mean, since they've both been on for like the past 20 years, American Dad is where the smart writing went and left Family yeah. Guy in the dust. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. I, I do think there's some there's some smart to Family Guy, but I I think you're probably right. Simpsons is is, is technically the smarter. No, show. there is a lot of smart to Family Guy when it was great, but it just never evolved, you know. And I think Simpsons, it does have some heart in it, and you do care about the characters. Like Family Guy, they just crapped on Meg the entire series, and and Stewie or yeah, Peter uh, Chris never became anything. They're just the same characters, like. Simpsons, I think, does a really good job of having some sentimentality in it, whereas, you know, and even South Park does, too, I think. But but Family Guy, basically none. 
So real quick reaction there. I don't want my sitcom to evolve because the, I buy into the sitcom. And, and usually you have like your classic like evolution, which like Big Bang Theory, for example, they introduced a lot more characters by season five, six and seven. It became less about Sheldon and, and some of the main characters. I thought that's when the show got worse. So, I mean, I, I kind of want as part of my criteria as a show that kind of sticks with what works. But didn't Fresh Prince evolve while also sticking to what's work, what worked? Yeah, that's a good point. It did. Did, and did, did it need to was the question. I'm, I'm not sure if it, if it needed to. Did but you, Mo yeah, didn't right. Modern Family do exactly the same thing? Yeah. So yeah. I, I love the character. I love the characters on Modern Family. I think it evolved beautifully. I think it, the evolution in, in a real sitcom with real people versus an animated one, I think that's like I think that's different. Like I, I don't want my animated sitcom comedy to evolve. I don't I don't need that. Okay. Well, okay. That's, I, I maybe evolve wasn't the right word. I just I think Family Guy was the same show over and over and over again. Eventually, it just they ran out of funny jokes. This is an interesting matchup: the four versus thirteen in this bracket. News Radio is a four seed. Perfect Strangers is a thirteen seed. Now, I think most people will tell you, see, that News Radio is overseeded. I am not one of those people, but. We can't pretend like news radio was some sort of culture hit. Like most people just didn't watch news radio. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, you're absolutely right about that. And and this is, I think, the committee making a statement that perhaps they should have. And perhaps they can go back and watch the show. And the writing is so good and the comedy is so good that it withstands the test of time. So you're right. It's overseeded. This is a very shocking number uh, that the committee chose here. But again, (laughs) there's so many good characters and there's such good writing in this show. Dave Foley... Pat, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with him. Adam, I'm not sure about you from, from yeah. Kids in the Hall. Andy sure. Dick yeah. was in this. Joe Rogan, of course, Phil Hartman. Uh, it was, every time I watched the show, I was like, like, and this is so few and far between, I was so excited to watch the show. I was like legitimately excited that it was on because the writing and the comedy was, was just so clever and interesting to me. And then, of course, most of you know, Phil Hartman died in, in the late 90s and uh, the show kind of went downhill. I think John Lovitz took, uh, took over for him, but I, I think it's a great show. Yes, it is. It is probably overseeded, but I think people should watch it. it I, I think it will do okay against Perfect Strangers, though. Does anyone have any Perfect Strangers hot takes? Are you a big Belky head, Azer? <laughs> I think I was when I was really young, but no, I don't have any hot takes. I actually had not seen news radio until this morning, and what? I watched an episode. Yeah, I, I watched oh. it. I probably saw it, but I never really watched it. I never don't remember it, you know. Um, I saw season two, episode 12. And I thought it was a little bit lame. I thought it was a little bit, it was funny, but it was a little, oh, like one-liner, one-liner. Oh, I can tell where they're going with this joke. Um, you know, so I, I didn't I didn't think it was all that edgy, put it that way, but it was, I laughed. I, I laughed more than I thought I would. I It was better than I thought. It's going to get crushed by South Park, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, mostly everything is going to get crushed by South Park. I'm just shocked it hasn't had more of a life see it because Joe Rogan's on it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we kind of forgot that Joe Rogan was an actor in the first place. Um, and he's pretty good in that show. I mean, he's not like a necessarily, he is kind of a main character, but he's not one of the, he's not one of the reasons I watched the show. He's just a nice supplement to the show. I'll tell you the reason it's probably overseeded is because Phil Hartman was so good. Uh, his character is good, but he's also just a really funny guy. I think he's one of the best Saturday Night Live characters of all time. And I think that just almost in the same way Fresh Prince, not the same way, but a similar way that Fresh Prince drove that show. Uh, Phil Hartman is is excellent in that show, and Stephen Root as well, the guy from Office Space, uh, Milton. He's excellent. In oh that yeah, show as well. He was great. It was I was blown away by the cast. I was like, damn, every actor yeah. is great in this show. Mm-hmm. South Park is the five seed. Doogie Hauser is the twelve seed. So sorry, Doogie. Uh, I don't think you're gonna have much of a fight here. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, fight. listen, no Doogie Hauser. That's one of those you know throwbacks to the '80s that I, I thought it was at least an interesting show. You've got the the kid doctor thing, which isn't altogether interesting. I like how at the end of the show, they kind of, you know, there's a there's one of those lessons he's typing on his like little computer screen from from like his Commodore 64 or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I, I just think it was an interesting show to have on here. Is it? It's probably too high as, as a 12 seed, but it's going to get absolutely murdered by South Park anyway. <laughs> well, the yeah. South, the I, South- I'm glad I'm glad it got thrown the, the South- wolves. I'm glad that got South Park and not something good. The South Park discussion is really interesting because I like what you pointed out of does the longevity mean something? Because it's one of the few shows ever that the longer you go in time, Azer, that South Park actually kind of seems to get better. I think so. I mean, I can't say I watch it as much as I did 15 years ago, 
but I'm blown away by how good it still is. I think it's less consistently good, but it, it is a case to be the number, to win the whole thing, right? I mean, if you compare South Park to Seinfeld, Seinfeld was, how many seasons was Seinfeld? Eight. Nine-ish? I don't even know. Eight, Eight. nine. I mean, what, what are we on, 30 here? Close to 30 with South Park? And they've had, you know, movies and specials and all that. It's a really strong case to make that they are just crushing it while The Simpsons is just... I don't. I will not even watch The Simpsons now, and and that's it's been that way for over a decade. Uh, so I think that's something that we'll have to talk out because uh, it, you know in its prime, I don't know that it's as good as some of the other shows in this bracket. But but you could argue that it is. Um, but that's a show that's really evolved from being just like poop jokes all the time and oh my god they killed Kenny. Remember how funny oh my god they killed Kenny was? That was that's not funny anymore. But they found other ways. They made. Um, uh, they made uh, Marsh Stan Marsh not Stan uh, Randy Randy Marsh. He's almost like the main character and he's so funny. So they've adopt, adapted and they're extremely political and satirical. A lot going for South Park. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a five seed. It's probably a little too low. The thing about South Park when it started, I thought it was just like kind of crass humor and I just didn't see much in it. I, that was a time where I was watching Family Guy. That was the only animated show I was watching. I wasn't watching Simpsons anymore. And I just thought South Park was kind of like the just the the stepchild of uh, a family guy. And to your point, Pat, I, I think it has probably withstood the test of time a little bit more than the other two shows have. And in the way they've kind of gotten away with, you know, making those political statements and staying popular and staying super edgy and staying popular. I think you can clearly get away with that a little bit more when you're a cartoon as opposed to like a real uh, series with with real people. But um, I got to hand it to South Park because at first I, I just wasn't impressed with them. But I, I do think um, I, I think it's a great show. It's not one of my favorite shows, but it definitely belongs uh, probably advancing maybe a couple rounds, if not more. Well, it, it probably gets itself out of this region of the bracket. If I, I mean, I'm going to have it moving on here. I'm guessing the voters are going to do that as well. The six seed matchup that we have, this was one of the most criminally under-seeded shows in this entire thing. And if it wasn't going up against The Simpsons in the next round, could make a run here. But for everything that you said about Modern Family off the top, we have Married with Children at number six. Married with Children is fine. Roseanne as an 11 seed. I think you forget how popular Roseanne was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I don't think popularity is going to be the, the primary criteria here, though. I mean, if, if popularity is the primary criteria, then two and a half men would also enjoy, you know, a, a top three seed <laughs> as well. So I, what's funny, though, is I thought you were going the other way. I legitimately thought you were you were about to say that Married with Children is, is drastically underseated. I mean, yeah, R Roseanne at 11, that, that's probably a little low. Um, but I think Married with Children has a similar cult following, maybe not from the same people, but really may be from the same people, because both... Both shows seem to represent sort of working class America to to a large degree. Uh, and, and again, I thought both shows were were really funny. Obviously, Roseanne did a little bit more with their writing, with their content. But I think you're going to see with the voting that that Married with Children uh, is super popular. It wouldn't shock me at all if it beats Roseanne. It would shock me if it beat Roseanne. That'd be legitimately funny. Oh, I think it'll beat Roseanne. I think it'll beat Roseanne. I, 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 uh, but I think you're right. This is the toughest of the first round matchups. And I just try, I looked at the entire field of 64. It's one of the toughest of all of the first round matchups. Um, this might be this might be like a where are you from kind of thing. Uh, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say political. I know those the second uh, second uh, sequence of Roseanne was more of a political thing, but it might just be about 
like what appeal, what type of humor appealed to you. But these two shows were heavyweights in their times. I did not like Roseanne. This is an easy Married with Children vote for me, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I think Married with Children is going to win, but it, it's uh, it, this is a really good matchup here. This would be the this would be like the Friday night seven forty p.m. CBS game mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's it's like you said, it probably is the best matchup of the bunch. I can't see one that is probably gonna be as close. Actually, you know what? The the eight and nine seed, I personally think are close. And it's Spin City versus it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, it's always sunny is going to run away with this. I like Spin yeah. City better. And both versions of Spin City. I like the Michael J. Fox part and the Charlie Sheen version better than it's Sunny in Philadelphia. So you know what's funny, Pat, is when the committee was putting their their seating together and the and the um, just the, the the shows together. I actually initially confused Spin City and with just shoot me. Just shoot me. <laughs> yes. How did you know that? Because because they were always on at the same time, even in reruns. Oh, that's in, incredible! In, in syndication, they would come on one after the other. I can't, I literally, I cannot believe you just guessed that. But like, just, just to finish the thought, I, I had actually meant to put in Just Shoot Me there uh, with David Spade. Uh, but then obviously Spin City, I think is, is somewhat deserving there. I mean, I didn't watch a ton of that show. Um, we know that Michael J. Fox was the star of that show. You mentioned Charlie Sheen came in because after, um, I guess after Michael J. Fox announced that he had Parkinson's, he ended up leaving the show. But yeah, good show. I mean, I think you're right. It's always sunny in Philadelphia is is going to absolutely run away with this. Yeah, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, even though I think it's overrated and I don't love it, it would get my vote because it does have some moments where I'm choking from laughing so hard. You know, it does have some incredible moments that maybe existed on Spin City, but I seriously doubt it. But they did some really, really funny things on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I, I look, if so many people like it, I can't knock it too much. I'm I'm fine with Modern Family beating it in the next round, but I'm going to give it some credit here and, and put it past uh, Spin City. Well, I think this is a very just your type of humor-based type selection. I think these are two completely different shows. And it's mm-hmm. the first Bill Lawrence show. So if you like Scrubs and then you went on to like Cougar Town after that, chances are you're going to love Spin City because it has, I mean, Scrubs is the best of those three shows, but Spin City is a lot closer to Scrubs than it is the other way. Yeah. And in, in Scrubs, when we get to the West bracket, I think we're, I'm very curious to see uh, the type of damage that does. But I think you're right. I actually didn't make the Bill Lawrence um, connection there. At Cougar Town was actually kind of funny too. Maybe that belonged. Uh, in this field of 64. But uh, yeah, that that type of writing is is very funny to me. And so, listen, if, if it's my vote, I might even put Spin City over It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I just know it's not going to win. Yeah, I, I'm going to vote for it. In my bracket, Spin City is moving on, but I'm going to get that one wrong once it comes down to the voting. Once again, hit the yeah. description of the pod or the video or just go to Twitter at the PME and you can find all of the matchups that you get to vote. And I did skip over one here, and it's probably one that I should bring up because I think there's a lot in common with number seven, Shit's Creek. It's taking on a different world. Those couldn't be, I mean, <laughs> we talk about a different world in terms of shows. Those are two completely different ones. But we're going to get into a thing with the friends and with friends in the office when we do some of the other regions. But I think that Schitt's Creek has the potential to fall into one of those buckets. It's a show that was, I mean, 
The Office was relatively popular it was on, became incredibly popular in the first run of Netflix when that was just there. Friends was obviously like the biggest show on TV, but then it had that streaming run, which also continued to make it so much popular with you know people 20 years younger than were actually watching it at the time. I frankly don't find Friends all that funny. I, I don't understand why people prefer it to Seinfeld now. It makes no sense to me. But Schitt's Creek is now in this mix too, where no one watched it. But then it got onto streaming, and then all of a sudden it started winning Emmys. It's a hilarious show, but now everyone has kind of watched it. It was basically the pandemic show. That and Ozark were the two that everyone just decided <laughs> to binge at the beginning. And I guess uh, Tiger King was the other one, but that was only eight episodes. So I think that Shit's Creek has a chance here to go on a bit of a run. I am curious what happens in the next round, Azer, when it's Shit's Creek versus Fresh Prince. Mm. Oh, Fresh Prince Slaughter, Shit's Creek to me. I, I like Shit's Creek. I found Shit's Creek to be funnier than overrated, Fresh Prince because it still, is so funnier. But that's the thing it is it's funnier, but it's not better. And it's funnier because it's so much later. You know, I, I find it hard that for any show that came out in the early to mid '90s to be as funny as the shows that came out 15 years later, uh, for the most part, except for the true elites. But I think Shit's Creek had a lot of episodes that I was just like, yeah, that wasn't really that good. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys felt that way, but Shit's Creek was great and I really liked it, but I, I felt like there were a lot of misses in that show. It was almost like sketch comedy. Sometimes, you know, so some sketch comedy is, is incredible. Sometimes it just totally whiffs. Uh, that's how I felt about Shit's Creek. It was really good, but the funny thing is in this matchup with a different world, that was another show that I hadn't seen until this morning. And I tried to watch a little bit and my wife said she watched it and she really liked it. And it's actually pretty good. So it's actually a show that I hope I can watch a little more. I have to put Shit's Creek ahead because I, I just don't know a different world. But I think it's overrated and it gets smashed, in my opinion, by Fresh Prince. So the only reason it doesn't get smashed by Fresh Prince, if that happens, is because of recency bias, in my opinion. And by the mm -hmm. way, in my, that's not the only reason. But I think I think Shit's Creek is overrated, too. And it's one of those yeah. things where... When the show was on, I wasn't really watching it. But at a certain point, I'm like, man, everybody is talking about this. And we we get that with social media. Once everybody decides they like a show, I mean, a lot of times you're just going to get that snowball effect. So I'm like, all right, let me judge this for myself. And it wasn't like I watched one or two episodes and then called it a day. I literally watched like seven or eight episodes. And there are some funny characters and some funny things that happen in that show. But I found myself searching for the comedy as opposed to like mm -hmm. letting the comedy come to me. I don't like that. I, I, I really felt like it benefited off the pandemic in terms of, hey, this is the comedy that you can binge. This is the comedy that's out. It's the apparently the hot new thing. I think it's really overrated. Honestly, for my vote, it's going to be a different world. I thought Different World was a great spinoff from The Cosby Show. And I think Schitt's Creek is overrated. I think if Schitt's Creek advances, which it probably will. And if it actually beats Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think it's a, a grave error by the voters. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I, 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 see a bit, I see a big bias on this list. I'm Canadian. It's a Canadian show. It just features a ton <laughs> of Canadian humor uh, and the style of comedy that we enjoy. Just like I know there's like zero British shows on this. Like you have the office as a one seed, yet the potentially superior British office isn't listed. Yeah. That's fair. I've never seen that show, but and you're probably right. It, it, it may or may not be superior. Would it have been weird to put two offices on the, on the bracket? <laughs> yes. I don't think it's so It's not at all. superior. I mean, it is. Michael like, Scott is better. Oh, I mean, it depends. I, I mean, how mean do you want your comedy? Uh, I, uh, can I just ask you a question about Schitt's Creek? I, we are allowed to spoil things, right? Yeah, sure. Did it bother you that Alexis did not end up with Ted? No, I don't care. I'm, just, I'm binging the show for laughs. It's like you said, it's hard for older comedies 
to keep up with what we have going on now. But you hit on the prime time of comedy. Season three to season eight of The Simpsons is the best run any show yeah. is probably ever going to have. And it still it holds up to 30 years later uh, when we're looking yeah. at it. And you talked about the influences that it could have on things like South Park, on you know, Futurama, which isn't on here, which is you know, a travesty, King of the Hill, and things <laughs> like that. But The Simpsons mm. also very much influenced Arrested Development. 30 Rock in Schitt's Creek with its pace of jokes and just not stopping for anything. That is the important part about the show. It really has nothing to do with the characters. It's the rapidity of jokes and how fast they can come one after another. The jokes per second on these shows are so mm -hmm. high and that's what all these shows took from The Simpsons. I didn't feel that way about Schitt's Creek though. I kind of feel like what's the, like I felt it was kind of slow and I almost felt like I was forcing myself to laugh to justify continuing to watch it. And I, at mm -hmm. some point, got a little bored with Shit's Creek. Uh, see, it seems like you and I should watch TV together. We have uh, very similar opinions. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. Yeah, you yeah had, except you... for your hatred of, of The Family Guy. And let me just point out, I think season one of The Family Guy is one of the best seasons of, of any show. I think it is unbelievably funny and clever. Season yeah. one, season one of Family Guy? I, I would agree with you, but there's yeah. a reason that show got canceled and no one watched it. And it had to well, evolve well, into no, what it became. No, that's partially true, actually, but it was up against Seinfeld back then, for one. And, and for two, I think it, it got it, it kind of passed over the controversial line one too many times, even in that first season. And I think some of the executives over at Fox uh, were not super happy about that. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. let's, let, let's, fill out, to... let's fill out our brackets here. So the final yeah. four of this side of the bracket, Azer, you're the guest here. So you can go. Who, who do you have as the final four of this bracket? All right, so that's Modern Family... Uh, South Park, The Simpsons. Uh, so one, two, three, five. Modern Family, South Park, Simpsons, and Fresh Prince. Okay. I'm going to go Spin City and South Park at the top. So I'm going to go with a nine seed taking on a five seed, and then The Simpsons and Schitt's Creek. So I'm going to go with a three and a seven. Sia, what do you got? Okay, so I'm going to go Modern Family, I'm gonna go news radio, and then I'm doing Fresh Prince at the bottom. But who meets Fresh Prince? It's going to be The Simpsons. So what would be the so final news radio versus South Park? So, so you're so you're gonna go Simpsons versus news radio is the championship of this bracket, or versus Modern Family? Versus Modern Family. All right, I'm gonna have South Park versus The Simpsons as my final laser. I don't know how to do modern. Like, I'm definitely gonna have Simpsons over Fresh Prince. South Park versus Modern Family. I'm gonna go with South Park. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go Simpsons versus South Park. Simpsons wins. And you know, you know what's funny here? If The Simpsons went up against Modern Family, I might pick Modern Family. Why? Because of all the things I said. Because of all the things I said earlier, the, the sort of mass appeal. And I think, I think Modern Family is freaking hilarious. It is an incredible show. Um, but Simpsons versus South Park is an easier is an easier set like Simpsons for me because they're both cartoons and like Simpsons is just better and set the tone for South Park I think so. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll advance. I almost didn't want to advance the Simpsons. I felt like I was being too biased. But Simpsons wins the bracket over South Park. So there we go. They're in the they're in the final four. I mean that's my final as well. I got Simpsons topping South Park ever so slightly, Sia, to win the South region. Yeah, and I want to change my mind. I, I, I want to have in, in, the, in the final two of this region, it's Modern Family versus Fresh Prince for me. It, it's the one in the two seed. It's not The Simpsons. Well, it should be because you made the seed, so that wouldn't make any sense if it wasn't the one in the two. <laughs> uh, that, you're, mean, you're probably right. 
I'm what free to change my mind Fresh based Prince. on your analysis. Justify Fresh Prince over The Simpsons. Simpsons is clearly more clever, um, and and the 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 writing is is probably better. But if we're talking about criteria for a show, it, and this is a bias, but I think it's it should be a bias for everybody. I'm going to identify with characters way easier when they're not animated. And so, like when it comes to the Fresh Prince, like it, like even Carlton, in some ways, um, you know, I just I just identify with those char characters a little bit better. And in terms of rewatchability, this is going to sound strange to you because I know how much uh, of a Simpsons fan uh, you both are. But if a Simpsons show is on, and I just click the channel, and, and boom, the Simpsons is on, I'm just telling you, I'm going to change the channel again. But if the Fresh Prince is on. I know that I'm at least going to watch for a couple minutes because of how it makes me feel. I get a certain comfort level with the comedy that I absolutely love about the show and the characters, whether it's Carlton or Hillary or Will or Uncle Phil. There's a certain comfort level and comedy that I get with that show that I just don't get from any animated cartoon. Okay, so it sounds like you hate animation. That is the, the first thing that I've <laughs> I taken love the away family guys. It's just family guys. I'm not a family guy. Just family guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. And, yeah, and, I love and additionally... What you say about trying to click on a channel and you see The Simpsons on and you click off, but if you had clicked on a channel and saw The Fresh Prince on there, then you would stay. Problem is, channels don't show Fresh Prince. They show The Simpsons. <laughs> fair. Completely fair. And, and that's why The Simpsons is probably going to roll The Fresh Prince. But in terms of what the committee believed, it was that Fresh Prince edged out The Simpsons. But I understand how most <laughs> people would disagree with that. The committee, I love it. So The Simpsons is actually my going to bed show because it does give me that nice warm feeling. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think if you turn on a channel, if you turn on a channel and The Simpsons were on and it were season 15, 18, whatever, then okay, I understand turning it off. If it were seasons three through eight, do not change that dial. And I think um I was watching a like a documentary kind of like a that wasn't quite a documentary, but it was like a feature on The Simpsons. And they pointed out that Lisa is arguably the most important character in the show because she brings a little bit of heart to it. She brings this moral compass and Marge as well. And that gives it something that South Park doesn't have. And I think that gives it something that Family Guy definitely doesn't have. It's not, you know, it's not just a laugh, laugh, laugh. It is joke after joke after joke, but it's not all it is. The Simpsons does do a really nice job of having um, some heart and some compassion in there to make you like the characters even more, even though they are animated. So that uh, that pushes, puts, uh, pushes it over the edge for me and uh, should have been the two seed in this bracket, if not the one. Okay. Well, we've gone through the bracket. Simpsons wins. It's good to know. Maybe South Park <laughs> will end up winning. Maybe it's Sunny in Philadelphia will end up winning this region after we end up concluding the voting. But, Azer, before you get out of here, you're not going to be on the shows for the other regions. But to look at the other regions... Mm -hmm. I feel pretty comfortable in saying that although I love Frasier as a one seed, that it's not going to win its region. No, it's not. It's not a one seed. It's ridiculous. I mean, oh, Cheers oh, is a better oh, show. Oh, than... I mean, yeah. yeah Cheers yeah. is a better show. I, I prefer uh, Frasier, but that's me. Uh, by the way, Brooklyn Nine-Nine should beat How I Met Your Mother. It's better than How I Met Your Mother. Agreed. Um, no. Sia, yeah, Sia, asked, Sia, Sia nine -nine. asked me three separate times because he kept forgetting shows, putting ones on, whatever it was. And each time he said, take out Brooklyn Nine-Nine from the bracket. And I was like, no, it's going to win. <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's so good. Uh, I think you really did a great job. I just think that you maybe next time we do this same bracket, but we do theme songs because then Blossom is going to beat Modern Family. And, and then we're going to really, things are going to get totally upended. 
you would also get Charles in charge in there as well. Oh yeah. There's oh, for so sure. But growing pains, growing pains would win the the championship in the theme song battle. Different strokes, facts of life. That would be in the bracket. Married yeah. with Children has a nice theme song, Love and Marriage. There, there's a lot going on there. That's a good one. <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's funny. Like you you have like the catchy like late '80s tunes with a lot. Uh, I mean, I have people would love the Friends one too. Although that's an abomination of a song. Isn't the best theme <laughs> to any comedy the Curb theme? No. I well. You, you, I see you, your point. You, you hear it and you know. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I see your yeah. point, but I don't think it would win. But it would be. It's a. It's a good dark horse because the simplicity of it is, is is pretty is pretty cool. Say by the people, bell, by the way, would also be a real contender. People are going to be so mad at me when they see the uh, the curb seating in the Midwest. So mad. Oh, where you, is it? I'm scared. He has it as a five seed. A five. I agree. That's another show. Oh my god! It misses a lot. It misses a lot. It's like it, the Simpsons never had a bad episode. Basically, from those three through eight, it pretty much never had a bad episode. I do not feel that way about Curb. I, Curb had maybe thirty percent. I was like, I did not find that funny. Schitt's Creek maybe closer to forty percent. So the true elite shows they just didn't take a week off, and that's you know that's what pushes the Simpsons ahead. Well, uh, for me, when five we... six years of just. Awesome. When, when we do the Midwest, we're going to have, we're eventually going to have Curb run into friends because of the seating. And it's going to be hilarious. I mean, you talk about shows like, yeah, well, let's, let's say, I mean, your words, not mine. Curb misses 30% of the time. But what if it's like friends and the show's just not that funny? <laughs> All right. So can I give you a theory on friends? Because I watch friends uh, every day when I, I'm down here in my, you know, office studio, whatever, just a room with a microphone. And then after that, I go upstairs, I'll make some lunch. I'll always put on TBS and I'll put on friends. Because it, it, that show makes me feel better than any show. It, and I think Friends is the, a live action cartoon. If you look at Friends, the sets, the clothing, everything is super bright, all very colorful. It subliminally is making you love watching it. And every person on the show is good looking. And it compensates, I think, for some like not funniness. But I think it is pretty funny. But Friends is the most visually appealing, not just the people on the show, but the sets, everything. Whereas Seinfeld, I feel like is every episode is like a dreary winter day in an ugly apartment in New York City. Friends is like, is is the most, it is the most visually appealing show. I think that is the hidden secret behind why everybody loves Friends. Interesting. Do you have a reason for it, Yeah. Tia? Why they like it. I mean, th that's a really interesting reason. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the dynamic, sometimes it just comes down to acting and writing. And I'm not saying it's like really advanced writing, but the way the characters kind of interact with each other, uh, it just makes it in the comedy is 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 pretty is pretty good when you when you you look at the comedy versus how the characters are interacting. I think it's one of those shows that very rarely misses to Adam's point. It's not one of my favorite shows. And I do I do feel like it does sort of promote a good mood, a good feeling, where a lot of sitcoms, oh, yeah. they're not really going for that. I think Friends was legitimately going for that as they were threading in the comedy and the storylines, and, and it worked out for them. See, everything you're saying about Friends, I would say Parks and Rec does way better. Well, the comedy's better on Parks and Rec. Uh, and, that's and, true. And I think it makes you feel better. That is one of the few good-feeling sitcoms. So I don't think anything makes you feel better than friends. And that is the secret to friends. They, they all get along all the time. And when they get into a fight, like it's other than Ross and Rachel, they have the drama, but that is the beauty of it. It's just like, you can't help but love these people, you know, cause I, it's not the funniest show, but it is one of the best shows. 
And it will be very interesting how people vote on that. But there's no show, I think, that makes people feel better than Friends. It is genius in that regard. Well, the one thing about Friends, too, is it enjoyed sort of the, the last years, the last decade of true like network TV where, where the cable proliferation and the show proliferation hadn't really happened yet. And in Parks and Rec, if you would swap those two shows and you put Parks and Rec in the time frame that Friends was in and you put Friends where Parks and Rec is, then I think they would have you basically opposite popularity. I think Parks and Rec would enjoy that that sort of time frame that Friends was able to put itself in. And same with Seinfeld. Like these shows wouldn't really be as popular today, not just because the comedy is different, but because we have so much more to watch. So Friends gets the benefit of that, and that's something we we probably should realize. I mean, all all I mean, Seinfeld today is just Curb. That's essentially what it would be. Mm -hmm. True. So, yeah. so we we do have it's an idea better. of what Seinfeld would look like in today's day and age. I think there's a lot of people that would say the curb they find funnier than Seinfeld. So how do you guys deal with the with the matter of cursing? Because I, I think it's harder to be funny on network television than it is on, on on true network, on like, you know, the four main networks or whatever, than it is on Comedy Central or on HBO. And I wonder if that factors in. Because yeah, like Curb is maybe has funnier moments, but Curb also crosses lines that, that uh, Seinfeld never could have. So I wonder how that factors in for you guys. I mean, it doesn't. We're not grading on a curve here. We're putting one v one. It does for me, you know. Why though? Well, that's I just not think, fair. Uh, no, because I, I think you're, you know, I think that you have to appreciate Simpsons versus South Park, for example. South Park, you know, I, I think the fact that they're they're equally funny. I give the credit to the Simpsons because the Simpsons couldn't do. 90% of the jokes that are on South Park, you know, like if South Park had been on Fox instead of Comedy Central, would it have been funny? I don't know. If Simpsons had been on Comedy Central instead of Fox, it would probably have been even funnier. Does that argument not make sense? And maybe I think you could break ties with that. You, you could break ties with it, but you also have to remember that the shows were created in a certain format. So if the show was on a different network where you could do different things, they would cease being that show. Yeah. And yeah, it might be better. It might be worse. <laughs> Well, that's my, that's, what is it? I'm sticking to it. I don't remember who says that. It's from a TV show. And listen. Oh, that's from Weekend Update. That's, that's something, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And Azer, listen, if swearing made people download shows and watch shows, then my <laughs> show would be far more popular than your show. And that's just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, if, if I could curse on my show though, it might make it, it might make it 10 times better. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd like to try that. I don't know, but you would have to then put in that explicit tag like I do, and you wouldn't pop up yeah. in all the searches. Sometimes that thumbs the brakes when you fucking mm. want to say what you want, and uh, <laughs> that's just the way that it's going to go. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. This is the first of four parts. If people do not know you, Adam Azer, can you please tell them where they can find you? Yeah, well, it's spelled A-I-Z-E-R, so you can find me on Twitter at Adam Azer. I host the Fantasy Football Today podcast, so you can search for Fantasy Football Today. And thank you very much, Pat. I can't believe it's been this long with the first time we're ever working together. This has been really fun. I've always admired everything you've done. You are awesome. And Sia, thank you for doing this bracket and inviting me on the show. Um, I had a blast. And it's always nice to talk about things that aren't fantasy football. It's also nice to talk about fantasy football. So thank you very much for having me. Sia, we got Adam out of the way early because he's your friend and he won't be so mean to you. You just wait for the rest of these shows. <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 actually ready. I, I I'm ready. I know I'm going to get some pushback here, and I'm uh, I'm going to have to uh, arm myself with with the right retort. So wait and see.
So C and I will be back with other guests that you probably know uh, coming up to do the other three regions of the bracket. Once again, you can vote down in the description. You can follow Sia on Twitter at Sia Najad. So S-I-A. I don't think you need the capital N, but you can put that in out of respect if you want to. <laughs> N-E-J-A-D on Twitter. And just click it down in the description and get yourself over there very easily as well. And if you like golf, you're going to like Sia. You like football, you're going to like Sia. So go check out all of his work as well. And thank you again, Sia, for putting all this together because I most definitely did not want to do it. And that becomes the breaks when you're the guy who wants to do all the hard work that everyone's going to hate you for it. Trust me, I know that. That's why I don't do it anymore. But I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.